CRFM New York. This is Jazz Alternatives. You are in the right place. You're right where you want to be because tonight we're going to do this program that we do from time to time, Monday nights, 6 to 9. My name is Mitch Goldman. We call this program Deep Focus. And what we do, we have a guest in the studio, and uh, somebody has a special insight and ability to talk about a particular artist, and uh, we get some live unreleased recordings of that artist, and uh, that's what's happening tonight. We are going to be discussing the music of the great Hermeto Pascual, of all the many musicians who don't get their due. He might be more deserving than just about any of them. Multi-instrumentalist, Brazilian composer, band leader, and here tonight to share the music of Hermeto Pascual, a fellow composer, a fellow multi-instrumentalist playing some of those same instruments. Also, a composer, band leader, and uh, somebody who also invents instruments that he plays. Maybe Hermeto does that as well, or at least one. My guest tonight, I'm very happy to say in the studio, Leon Grunbaum. Welcome, welcome to back to WKCR. Oh, thank you, Mitch. So, uh, we've got some phenomenal recordings going back to uh, Hermeto's early days putting this group together. And uh, we should probably, I want to get right into the music, but um, maybe you could uh, say a little bit about, when we were talking about this idea, what made Hermeto Pascual's music particularly interesting to you tonight. Oh, well, I think uh, there's a lot of things. And, you know, he's obviously very accomplished uh, as a player, and, 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 and some of the instruments are, are some of the instruments are pretty unusual. He's playing a lot of melodica, you'll hear. Um, and uh, he also, I think at the beginning of this clip, you'll hear, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, he comes out and plays uh, flute. Or I think it's a recorder and then plays a keyboard along with that and then starts singing on top of that while he's playing the recorder and the keyboard. So uh, listen for that. But uh he just, uh, he's a little nuts, and uh, as a fellow nutter, as, as English say, I <laughs> appreciate yeah. that about him. Uh, you know, and obviously has chops of any, uh, you know, jazz keyboardist that you'd expect, but uh, beyond that, I think he's got some very interesting ideas uh, compositionally and, uh, you know, arrangement-wise, and, and uh, we're a little later, I think we're going to get to some of his use also of um, vocalist, and, uh, you know, it's pretty unusual stuff. Uh, so that, that's those are some of the things I think uh, I find yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna uh, th- this. Uh, we're gonna jump right into the music. We're gonna start with a recording from 
Japan, a, a very famous festival, well-deservedly so. It's called Live Under the Sky. That's uh, run for many years, and this is from 1979, July of that year. Hermeto Pascual, he's playing keyboard, as Leon said, flute, tenor saxophone, uh, voice, percussion, and they list uh, pianica. I'm guessing that's what we would call melodica. I, I guess that must be. Yeah. May, describe that instrument a little bit, if oh, you would, because so you I'm, actually play. Well, yes, I do play the melodica. I, uh, I play... Um, uh, I probably started playing that when I was working with uh, over the years with Vernon Reed, and uh, it kind of gives this instant vibe. <laughs> and I do so many things that are very electronic, so it's nice to have something very immediate like that. But it basically looks like a piano keyboard, maybe a couple of octaves. Uh, his seems to go pretty low, if you can, you can hear it. Uh, but it's got reeds, and you blow through it with a, mo a mouthpiece, so you can hold it in, your, in one hand and then play with the other hand. Or you can actually use a tube, uh, and then you could have both hands free to play it. But you, you can kind of tell he's probably holding it and playing it with the other hand. So it's like, it's, like a, it's a keyboard that <laughs> ends at your mouth yeah. that you blow into. Or in other words, maybe picture like a clarinet instead mm -hmm. of having holes and keys or a saxophone. Yeah. It's got like piano keys. Yeah, I mean, I think it might uh, remind, it also has a sound a bit of a harmonica uh, to some degree. Um, but I think it's a similar uh, principle. There's something vibrating like that, and then the, each key is opening a different, uh, you know, a different, uh, creating a different pitch. You know, so. So if you uh, if you hear an instrument and you're not quite sure what it is, it's not one of these other instruments. It's almost certainly Hermeto Pascual, the subject of this show tonight. He's uh, he's with this assemblage of musicians that uh, it's, um, essentially the same members. It's usually listed as. Hermeto Pascual, a grupo. But uh, this recording that we have is not listed that way, but it looks like the same musicians, and I'm going to mangle the names, and I'm going to apologize in advance, but uh, Claudio Aranjo Chamida Queiroz, tenor saxophone, baritone sax and flute. Can you do, can you do better than that, <laughs> please? Yeah. No. No? I, yeah. um, Antonio Lu Luis de Santana on percussion, Javinho José dos Santos Neto, keyboards, Realcino Lima Filio, drums and percussion. Rosemary Pittner, percussion. Itibre Luis Suarg on the bass. Nivaldo Ornella, saxophone and flute. And uh, this is in Tokyo, in the Denon Coliseum, live under the sky. Hermeto Pascual, 1979, on WKCR. <laughs>
We are listening to music from the great, if you didn't know before, you know now, the great Hermeto Pascual, and a Brazilian multi-instrumentalist, and that is a recording, a live recording, live unreleased recording, that's what we do on this show, from July of 1979 in Japan, live under the Sky Festival, and uh, this is WKCR. Jazz Alternatives is the program heard each weeknight from 6 to 9 p.m. And once in a while, on Monday, we do this program that we call Deep Focus. And we play unreleased recordings and bring a special guest into the studio to impart wisdom about them. And tonight, we're playing the music of Hermeto Pascual. And I'm so happy, Leon Gruenbaum, you're here in the studio with us. And uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, affinity that you feel as a fellow composer and somebody who's doing some things that are go a little against the grain. I, I use the word nutter. <laughs> nutter was the word you fellow used. Nutter, yes. Fellow nutter. Fellow uh, nutter. Expand on that a little bit more. What 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 does that mean? I mean, uh, uh, you know, cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I think I think anyone that plays music of a certain type for long enough, and you know, my background was I played classical music growing up, and then I got into jazz, and I was very heavily into jazz and bebop. Um, and, you know, you play a certain kind of music long enough and you want to expand the, the boundaries and, and, and push the boundaries of, of what is, you know, considered, uh, you know, good in that, in that medium and then beyond that and, and start to blur boundaries and, you know, what kind of music is this? You know, this happens a lot when you, um, you tour in Europe and stuff, you find you're in a jazz festival and you think about the music you're playing is, well, it's not really jazz, you know? And, and so it starts, you know, I think there are very few musicians that actually want to be categorized. Uh, you know, it's more of a marketing thing. Um, and, uh, so, uh, as, as far as being, <laughs> I can expound on what it yeah. means to be a yeah. total nut job. I don't, uh, no. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just thinking that, um, Hermeto Pascual, to my mind, is what people like to call a musician's musician. Mm -hmm. That, you know, it's it's generally, it's funny, in Brazil, I think he's hugely popular. Mm -hmm. He's the household name, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. But uh, people that know him in this country are people who uh, appreciate his musicianship maybe more than some of the other aspects of his, his instrumental prowess. Mm -hmm. But uh, to me... He's also something that musicians talk about sometimes is the goal of mastering an instrument, learning all the history, learning all the theory, and then being able to throw it away mm -hmm. when you're playing. And I, I think he's kind of a master of that because the music that comes out just it just seems like it's like breathing for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he's definitely one of those musicians that you can kind of sense just has music flowing through his body, you know, and that's actually, I think, something that, you know, you hear one of the things that's interesting about this music to me um, and, and kind of is a little more unique from, you know, say a lot of sort of jazz is that you have that the whole Brazilian percussive element mm. um, and and the rhythms. And, you know, uh, actually, I had the good fortune to sit in on a workshop in Brazil not long ago of his bass player for many years, Itebere, who was on that recording. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just to watch him work, they have a really cool workshop um, where they have students uh, working with him, and he, over the course of months, um, writes music, basically, using the students to play these parts that he kind of comes up with on the spot, really, uh, and and teaches them. And I, you know, 
And that was impressive enough. And then he got, you know, as far as figuring out some notes and melodies and some chords, and then he got up and showed the drummer something on the drums and these bass and guitar parts, these contrapuntal, you know, uh, polyrhythmic things that were very interesting and, and just another layer. And it really it was very reminiscent of, of Hermeto's music too. And I'm sure, I don't know how much you know, cross flow there was between the two of them, but it, it was obviously from the same kind of a school. But you know, very interesting just different sections of, of music that, that are played, you know, in unison or in, in these kind of contrapuntal things. So I think you hear a lot of that. Um but anyway, I just uh, I think this music what what really sets it apart from what you might hear a sort of standard American jazz is just all of that that background of the uh the rhythmic stuff. And then uh in addition Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you oh, about yeah. um Along that line, harmonically, yeah. maybe you could talk about the kind of modalities that he's working through. Uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, that's another thing you notice when you are in Brazil is that what we consider very jazzy, very kind of modern, unusual things are, are on pop radio. I mean, it's it, to me, it's, that was my impression that, the you know, there's sambas and there are a lot of this music that, that they've grown up with is very sophisticated harmonically, you know, and most uh, pop music and most music that's well known here is going to be uh, from a harmonic perspective is going to be triads and going to be you know your one four fives and you know very simple uh, harmonically you know the the rock songs and, and that sort of thing uh, but there it's it's just kind of normal to to add all these extra tensions as they, they call it of you know the flat ninths and sharp thirteens and whatever you know it's a uh, is it sharp thirteen? I don't think that's really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, sharp eleven. We'll, we'll fix that in post. Yeah, in post. Okay. Um, but you know, and I think on top of that, he also adds just. And I keep joking about him being a madman, but you know, you'll hear in some of this, some parts of this uh, that we're playing tonight, and there are stretches that are more or less just kind of jazzy, you know, beboppy sounding things. But um, yeah, he does have these really manic moments, and and it really builds sometimes to to these crescendos of. You know, and it's it's very well worked out. I, that was another thing I was I was thinking just listening now is that I think for me some of the music that really works well is music that employs improvisation and but also has some stuff some structure and something worked out. And, and then you are left to wonder what is being improvised and what was already composed. And and if you listen to these songs, they kind of flow one into the other. And and I, I think that's a lot to do with just having the opportunity to play a lot together, you know. Yeah, and there's this sense, listening to this, that all of these musicians will follow him off a cliff right, right. without thinking twice about it, mm -hmm. and they're all going to go well, there together. And in fact, uh, <laughs> uh, they lived, I don't remember the number of years, but they all lived in the same house for at the at the beginning. I think. Yeah, that's that's um, a story that you hear, you know, I mean, uh, Sun Ra, Sun Ra the orchestra, uh Ornette Coleman, when he was putting prime time together, that you know the the endless hours that were spent building the sound, mm -hmm. and uh, well, you've you've put some bands together. Yeah, but they don't live in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it is a something about New York, and and you know, I remember uh, another musician was talking about the difference between the uh, the Beach Boys and the Ramones. You have the West Coast and the East Coast, you know, and. The, the point being that bands in New York, and I, this happens to me many times. I'm out at a club and I hear a band, and they're really, really tight, and they, you know, they sound like they've just been in. And I, and my first thought is always, this is not a New York band. <laughs> and, and it's not to say that New York bands are bad. You know, it's it's just an emphasis on on something else. You may have these kind of superstar players or unbelievable compositions or this or that, but 
you don't you, there's a way that musicians sound when they have been playing a lot together before they're completely bored we, we don't have garage <laughs> yeah. bands because we don't have garages yeah well yeah so i mean it's it's really a matter of the the rents being too high <laughs> that you know what that's you know? a really interesting topic and that shapes all kinds of things that mm-hmm. uh there's a there's a whole a whole graduate level thesis to be done on uh, the influence of new york city real estate on music no sure well, like I say, I think the, the main the main thing is that it just again you're gonna New York is always gonna attract talent and and really exceptional people, and people with really new ideas, and I, I don't think that's gonna stop anytime soon. But it, there is something about being able to easily rehearse and not have to pay for rehearsal space, and people not having to wait till their eight to nine to five days are over, and and uh, you know. Uh, and and to, to in order to practice, so I mean, living in a house together—that's that's beyond anything you know that would really be doable in this in this area. Anytime it's soon. funny, you know, you gotta. Yeah. Uh, it's only when you step outside your skin of being a New Yorker, of being an American, and allow yourself to think of the possibility of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't even consider possibilities because mm-hmm. they're just doors that aren't open. Right, right. But um, Leon Grunbaum is my guest tonight. I'm Mitch Goldman. This is Deep Focus, and we are putting a deep focus on the great Hermeto Pasquale. And uh, we heard I, that, uh, man, that first piece, the, um, he's playing flute. He's playing with one hand, keyboard with another, vocalizing at the same time. Um, he's, it's kind of a... Uh, it's just a stunning musicianship opening the show. The first eight or ten minutes were just just him. And uh, we're going to go back to that show in just a little bit, live under the sky. But, um, well, maybe we, should, uh, maybe we should go back into that. Play a little more music. Sure. Yeah, why not? I did want to point out something yes. I heard in that, uh, which reminded me of that one workshop that I did take with the uh, his yeah. ba- bassist, which was the... Uh, he, he, vocalizes and i don't speak portuguese very well at all but um, my impression is that it was the same technique that we witnessed in the workshop where you hear him saying and he's saying these nonsense syllables and and in fact we i saw them make up words to one of their songs in the workshop but the words were as far as i could tell complete nonsense <laughs> so it was about the sounds of of the words you know and and sort of musicality of the of the sounds of the words and i think musicians probably uh <clears throat> you know, have the ability to do that in a way probably that, that someone who just is, is a writer or something may not, uh, well, good writers listen to the sounds of words too, but I think to be able to completely, you know, ignore the meaning <laughs> of, the, yeah. of the words, I think musicians uh, sometimes can, can use words that way. And I, I'm a songwriter and I, I, I'm learning to, uh, under some pressure to make my words mean something, but uh, I, I do like to start with, with um, you know, that kind of nonsense as a way to just kind of free up the brain and then hear <clears throat> you know, over time those those sounds become words. I think there's a number of songwriters that uh, Paul Simon, I think, yeah. mentioned doing yeah. Brian, Brian Eno, I've heard, does this. David um, Byrne, I think, there, does yeah. that, yeah. <clears throat> and that way the, the, the sound, because there's a whole art to matching the, the melody with with the right sound of the word, you you know, so anyway, I'm getting a little off topic, but point is that that you can hear him doing that in that in that piece i don't know i don't remember off the top of my head how much more of that we hear but uh, let me yeah. ask you a question yeah. about um <clears throat> what we're hearing with this band hermeto pasquale and he calls the group grupo mm-hmm. um 
are they, is this music developed to a point among these musicians that it's its own language, that is it possible for other people who are not part of this ensemble to, to interface with it and play with them? Is mm. it... Uh, well, I, I don't think, I mean, it's hard to know exactly how he has it structured. Uh, you know, typically there seems to be a bit of a, of a song or a chord progression, you know, something fairly simple. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's certainly composers that have very complicated ways of, of constructing what they do. I don't, I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but I, my impression is that, that he leaves it loose enough and he certainly has these great players that can really show off what they do. In, within that structure, you know, but uh, I mean, it sounds somewhat typical as far as okay, we'll give this person a solo and they're on this this chord progression or whatever. You know? So yeah. Leon Grunbaum is our guest. I want to talk a little later in the show. Maybe on the next break, we'll talk about Jeans and Machines and your new LP coming out. And uh, we are listening to the music of Hermeto Pasquale. We heard a piece. I hope you got to hear it because uh, that was called Tokyo '79 Jam which is pretty much where and when it was. And that was Hermeto on bottle, is the instrument that he was playing. It was a bottle with water and clavinet. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It I, sounded like... Well, I had said recorder. But, yeah. But he did come out playing a flute, we decided, right? It sounded like yeah, a yeah. flute. I think he, but he did switch at one point to something that I thought was a recorder. But, yeah, okay, maybe that makes sense. That, and uh, so uh, this next piece is called Masape. And you'll hear Nene on Cavaquinho and Cacao playing baritone saxophone solo. Hermeto does a melodica solo. And then Nivaldo, that's uh, Nivaldo Ornelas on soprano saxophone. And it's... Uh, uh, now, those are some very cool-sounding names. They're right? really... It's very musical, just to, just to yeah. announce this stuff. I think I'm beginning to see the problem with my career. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. Uh, the great Hermeto Pasquale. And uh, I'm going to spell it for you so you can know if you, you should go out and find. There's this stuff you're not going to find. This is unreleased. It's from the WKCR archives. But there's lots of great albums from Hermeto Pasquale, a grupo. Hermeto, H-E-R-M-E-T-O, Pasquale, P-A-S-C-O-A-L, Hermeto Pasquale. This is WKCR. <laughs>
It was July of 2013. Leon Grunbaum in the studio with me for a deep focus on Hermeto Pascual. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and that's part one of three parts. There's two more chunks of this. And then next week, we got another episode. We did part two with another fantastic guest, Henry Schroy, coming up. So, yeah, I know the Hermeto fans always come out. They always find his music. They are diehard. Maybe I should say you are diehard if you're one of them. Maybe you weren't, but you are now. I am. And, um, hey, if you're enjoying the show, maybe you've heard me say this before, but you can subscribe to the podcast at on your favorite podcasting app or at mitchgoldman.podbean.com. Something I don't always say. This isn't just begging to be liked, but apparently... If you do click on, uh, if you rate our podcast, if you tell people that you like it, if you give it five stars, it helps other people find it, which is kind of cool because we got listeners on over 40 countries, which amazes me. And those are all people who love the music that you love. So let them know. It really does make a difference in the world. Not to me. Not to me too. I like hearing from you. You can also uh, reach out to me on Instagram. And that's also another way to meet people who are enjoying what you're enjoying. If that's your kind of thing, we are Deep Focus Podcast on Instagram. You also find out about upcoming programming and stuff like that. So, okay, uh, move on over to part two. I'll see you over there. It's Deep Focus. <laughs> 